Welcome to BS Reactor, where we get our friends to chat about stuff we couldn't get anyone else in our lives to talk to us about. Sometimes that's because no one's heard of the thing we want to talk about, and other times it's because everyone has heard about the thing we want to talk about. This is one of the latter, and sort of a continuation of our nostalgia series. This episode, like all the others, contains profanity and spoilers, because that's how we like to express ourselves. So if that's not your speed, tune out, because it's about to get ludicrous in here. We recorded this episode like six months ago, in case COVID got in the way of recording. But the movie on the table is at least 35 years old by now, so in comparison, we did this super recently. Make sure to download the warm-up episode first so you're working with a cool conversation. And thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Hello and welcome to BSR. Today we have Pat, Isaac, Jasmine, Malik, and I'm Evan. We are going to be covering Spaceballs the movie. Yeah, <laughs> here on Spaceballs the BSR episode. So, Yay. Yeah, Yay. we're running oh, through a title. little, a little <laughs> line of you know nostalgic things to us. This one is a movie that I saw probably more times than the other as a kid. A lot of it flew over my head at the time, and it's, <laughs> and so it's just gotten better the longer I've known it. I actually did see this before I saw the entire original trilogy for Star Wars. So <laughs> that's pretty, amazing. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. This. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my wife has not seen Star Wars, but she has seen Spaceballs. I feel like it somehow became a bigger cultural touchstone for like a certain age. Uh-huh. I saw Spaceballs before I saw any of the Star Wars. So you think that's because it's significantly mm-hmm. shorter than six movies. <laughs> well, I didn't even see one of them before I saw it, and I didn't understand any of the references, but that was uh, funny. Oh, yeah, totally. No, and actually, you're in good company. Yeah, Spaceballs Space Balls was out for like 20 years before they had prequels for yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. So it um, seemed to be three movies. Okay. Yeah, Bill Pullman, uh, Mel Brooks cast him because he hadn't seen Star Wars. Oh. Yeah, so he's just going to this cold because he didn't oh, want to, like, bias the performance. Bill Pullman's a genius. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Which one was Bill Pullman? President Bill oh, Pullman. We were, not, oh. we were not going oh. to that night. Today is our Aliens, <laughs> fuck them. All right, peace <laughs> out, president. Dude, that would be so much better if that was what his, his speech was. Uh, we're recording this right after Independence Day, oddly enough. <laughs> anyway. Man, what do you think Independence Day is the thing, man? Anyway, <laughs> next Spaceballs year, next is year. a Mel Brooks-directed movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mel Brooks also stars in it in two different roles because that's how he does. Mm-hmm. That's how he rolls. But the cast is pretty solidly star-studded. Bill Pullman mm-hmm. takes you know the the heroic lead as sidekick John Candy. Again, they got Joan Rivers to play the robot somehow. Yes, <laughs> she Rivers. is not actually in the suit. She just does the voice. Right. Yeah, right. So. But it takes Mel Brooks level pull to tell Joan Rivers to come play a comedy robot for your parody movie <laughs> and yeah, have her for do real. it. Uh huh. Yeah. Fair. Rick Moranis is what's his name? Darth what? Dark Helmet. Dark Helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The parody of Darth Vader. For those of you who are just listening to us without watching the movie, are you crazy? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you should go watch this movie. You should watch the yeah. movie. Like, try to, but uh-huh. if you can't, it's whatever. It, it, may, it, it may come across a little dated. The visuals dated. will be a lot more Yeah, It may come across a little dated, but... You, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I usually talk about this movie in terms of it just being, like, the gold standard for dad jokes. So <laughs> oh my a lot of the things will just not land otherwise. Actually, wouldn't Airplane be the gold standard? It's yeah. another gold standard. Okay. Airplane, Related. Airplane. It is honestly a little more cerebral. <laughs> it is. This one's just the low hanging fruit at every chance. Right? Oh, oh yeah. 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 Some delicious fruit though. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
do the jokes land for you though malik yeah yeah they do okay cool do you know what a vespa is a vespa like the scooter okay cool cool uh, right. a Winnebago? No, actually, i did want to go through this yeah when they ask him well what do we got on this thing a cuisinart does that mean anything to you <laughs> Wait, no. No? Okay. okay. How about the wide world of sports? No, I feel these are phrases yes. that you guys heard in like your yeah. commercials when you were like 13 or some Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. Or when uh, Scroop says to the twins, just go chew your gum. Yeah. Yeah. Anything? So good. Nothing? No? Okay. Uh, all right. So these were all so, commercials and stuff right. that came so, yeah, out in a lot the of that stuff would, would like say it's just, it's referential material that is just way out of date. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. And it like, it would have been dad jokes at the time mm-hmm. right. in but the now, 80s. Yeah. So basically, anyone considered Generation X is probably not going to get it. Not yeah. unless they were raised on fucking 80s TV. <laughs> For real. <laughs> a lot of it's like commercial campaigns that were just mm-hmm. sort of throwaway lines, like Mr. Coffee. Yeah. You know? Mr. Coffee next to the Mr. Radar. Like, mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. Coffee is not the most prominent coffee machine on the planet anymore. Right. No, no. But also, like, if you live through the time, it would make sense, but it would make no sense to put that in a history class about Americana. Right. Like, it would be pointless, like, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's still a thing that people from that time saw on a daily basis like yeah the joke i imagine since you guys just said that like the mr coffee whole thing that was probably a lot funnier back in the day i thought it was a clever little yeah, that yeah, he's, yeah. he wasn't looking two feet to his fucking right mm-hmm. but i'm like yeah that's so I'm, funny I right? you guys probably took a lot more humor from it than i, I am glad that the cultural relevance was there to land the line what's the matter colonel sanders <laughs> right one of the ones or, that still is around yeah or how about the kafka one we talk about the metamorphosis like, oh, yeah. go through the metamorphosis yeah. Ready, going, Kafka? Yeah, Ready, Kafka. Uh, yeah. And when I was younger, I didn't get it. But now I'm older, I'm like, oh, oh that's snap. a meta joke. I get it. Because yeah. oh. like nowadays, it would, the new generation of dad jokes is, is more stepped back from that. Like it's not necessarily cultural references. Like if mm-hmm. I said it only takes five minutes to walk to the bar, but 25 minutes to walk home, the, the difference, difference is, is staggering. staggering. That's more of a modern joke. Or when you sing it in the shower, mm-hmm. why don't you open your mouth? Because then it becomes a soap opera. <laughs> That's pretty good. Terrible. Just terrible. Right? Oh, there's so many of terrible. these things. Pretty good. <laughs> a little more. That's fine. Uh, April brings Mayflowers. What do Mayflowers bring? Pilgrims. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Or gives it Mayflowers to trucks. So it could like my furniture. Uh, <laughs> stupid. Why are people afraid of calendars? Because it shows them their days are numbered. <laughs> Is it terrible that he is a dad and yeah. he's like getting this much joy out of it? transition to that? Oh, okay. I'm just yeah, wondering. More. All right. Because yeah, like, like, there's, like Evan wait, wait. is also a dad, but he is not laughing this so, hard. So what do you call a thirsty camel? What? A dry humper. <laughs> That is not God. an exaggeration for oh, all of you Lord. listening. See, the dry humper one, though, that's right up Pat's house. <laughs> it okay. definitely is. Here's, here's another classic one. What did the ocean say to the beach? What? N- not nothing, nothing. It, it just, just waved. waved. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, nice to see you. Oh, oh also good. Oh, I'll hey. accept it. But we can't do or, two hours or, of just me doing dad jokes. Or, yes, please, or, please, please don't. Or, or what up, beach? No, please don't. <laughs> what up, I'll beach? just pepper them in. Yeah. yeah what, did the, what, what did this ocean say to the beach? What up, beach? Yeah. But, um, ah. tisk. You, can't, you can't mean it like that. But you're like, I, what did the ocean say, say to the coast? Oh, yeah. yes. I said the coast. What's the beach? That was yeah. so funny that I actually, I actually snorted twice, which is something I've never done in a lap. It felt really hard. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, we should just do this. This, be, this might be a staple oh, of our, our future podcast. Yeah, just me <laughs> dumping oh, God, the, why? the world's shittiest oh, jokes. Why? So Spaceballs is... Uh, <laughs> yes, please, keep, keep... Yes. It's yes. a movie about the titular Spaceballs, a, uh, you know, Star Wars Empire, mm-hmm. very space Nazi type organization that has mismanaged its own resources and run out of fresh air. Mm-hmm. So they are going to kidnap the princess of the druids and steal all the air from planet Druidia. Mm-hmm. Which has an air shield for just such an occasion. Uh-huh. Which you think is a joke until you watch Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. Way ahead of his time. So they just That's right. Mel Brooks so is in here making fun of Star Wars movies that wouldn't come out for what? 40 it's, years? Yeah. <laughs> so wait, so did the person who wrote Rogue One just really like Spaceballs? I don't think anybody that wrote Rogue One was paying really, attention to yeah. anything written about Rogue One. <laughs> the trouble oh. with Rogue One is that it's a video game. We'll get into it later. So this is true. <laughs> That's why there's a crane game mm-hmm. game. So they execute this plan with the assistance of Princess Vespa of the Druids mm-hmm. is going to get married to Prince Valium, who's mm-hmm. as sleepy as he sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always tired. Valium's a drug. <laughs> Generally. Explaining the jokes you know, always well, makes them more funny. I didn't put that together until he just said his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. It's also a pun on Prince Valiant, which was a newspaper comic yep. strip. Yeah. Mm, okay. Again, who yeah, would want dated. to remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Because wasn't it like from like the 20s? It was long running. It might have gone back that far. So Princess Vespa and her attendant Dot Matrix. Mm Mm-hmm. You want <laughs> fleeing the wedding before it could take place. Voiced by the coolest lady ever. Yeah. You know. Do you know what Dot Matrix is? No. So ever. the Dot Matrix is a style of printer they used to have where it's literally just a giant matrix of dots and it impresses the ones it needs to make it. So like. Oh, I remember. The I big ones that, that are super fucking loud and have the cranks on the side. Yeah. yeah. I have fond memories of my printer going. I was the one to have that one, but always had it at school and made me wonder why. Oh, yeah. Do you have to peel the little dots off the side of your pages? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be old. Mm-hmm. If you need a modern, a modern expression of dot matrix, they are now part of the Floppotron, which is a series of floppy disks and hard drives that makes music. Nice. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> you said floppy. All right. Correct. All right, Evan. Mm-hmm. They were fleeing. So yeah. she flees her own wedding and then is caught by space balls. And you know, while she's being captured... She calls her father for help, so he casts out two heroes near and they get a hold of Lone Star and Barf. Mm-hmm. Barf all you. Played by John Candy. In a way that only John Candy could have played a character. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. At least in the top 10 best Canadian actors of all time. Oh, easy. If not top three. Is he Canadian? Yeah. yeah he's Canadian. I don't think I knew that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Number the majority one. of the best comics in the 80s and 90s were from Canada. Canada. Yeah. Uh-huh. Story. Yeah, such At least gorgeous. until Jim Carrey went crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like real crazy. Like real, real like weird crazy. crazy. Yeah. Who would be on that list, though? Yeah, another, another yeah. time. Yes. <laughs> Name the best community yes. funding people. So as they do their approach, you find out there's some enmity or history between Dark Helmet of the Spaceballs and Lone Star. Mm-hmm. They've never met before, but he's messed with their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of hard to just like explain the events because the events are all told by dumb jokes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, okay, they jam the radar and move in and save the princess. But they literally hurl a giant jam jar at the radar dish. Mm-hmm. Right. And then. And that jam is raspberries. raspberries. Yes. 
<laughs> because he blew a raspberry, which mm-hmm. there's a couple layers in there. Yeah. But yeah. That whole sequence is, you know, they have like a technician that. Oh, it's the, the sound the problems. Guy. But yeah, it's Michael Winslow. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he does the full sound effect workup of it, including calling people over, being on the loudspeaker with his phone down and just a whole mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's mostly known for being in Police Academy and mm-hmm. also making sound effects. Yeah. I'm sure in real life, he's like a Broadway actor or something with like the takes like serious Shakespearean roles or some mm-hmm. shenanigans. I saw him on a commercial recently, though. He, he <laughs> yeah. lives that shit up. Oh, OK. Well, that, that's so, his only gig. Yeah, that's probably like McFarren. The guy who Bobby McFarren. Don't worry. Be happy. Yeah, my guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like that, that's, his most <laughs> that's his only thing. thing. But he does so much other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he just hates. It's like the that. guy that played Jar Jar Binks was like the main stage, like main actor for Stomp before his career hmm. got ruined by George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Lloyd. It's hard to come back from that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He knows. So, or your or Jake Lloyd, who played young Anakin, who some reason was bullied because he didn't write the crappy script. <laughs> he just said the crappy words that was given to him, and apparently he like, who like Hayden Christensen. Yeah, yeah. Like he he's bullied. He eventually quit acting. Mm-hmm. But according to the internet gossip, he might be coming back in some sort of Disney money series. I'm okay oh. with that. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, but anyway, par- Michael Winslow is a full a full embrace. Yeah. Uh, he's a professional beatboxer, so. Yeah. He's he's into it. Absolutely. Yeah. And and the reason that Lone Star has to save them is because the king of Druidia. Ah, well, well we, re- should, we re- should rewind that a little bit. Yeah, okay. Is because he owes money to Pizza the Hut, <laughs> yes. who is a giant mound of assorted it pizza. Was disgusting. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. gross. And that is actually real pizza. They got the actor in there and they warmed it. That's like that's actual cheese rolling down. Mm-hmm. That makes it worse, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of it being an inexplicably star-studded cast, yeah. the pizza of the hut is Dom DeLuise. Yeah, <laughs> right? Really? But, but the funny part is, is, like, when they turned the heat up, it started smoking. So he, like, <laughs> got out of the costume as fast as he could. They couldn't force him back in, so they had one of the interns get in the costume. So. Oh, so he was actually in the costume. I know oh, he was yeah. doing the voice. So he's, no, vo- no. he's voicing over it while there's an intern trying to work the mouth. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Of this, like, probably on fire mound of legit pizza. Yeah, while there's a guy next to him taking bites out of it it's yeah. real mm-hmm. weird it's real weird <laughs> yeah it was real fucking gross but they owed pizza the hut a hundred thousand or something like Some that space bucks or space bucks. yeah oh the potential any, mob anything it's, it's all ultimately a hundred times more he's gonna pay you back tomorrow and he's like oh you forgot late charges now it's a million he's like ah oh. like they can't make a million dollars no <laughs> but this emergency call comes in from a king who wants his princess saved so it's like oh we'll do it for a million why do people mm-hmm. always in these movies always ask for the exact amount of money they yeah, need you're not gonna have anything well, left why don't you ask for a little bit more <laughs> enough to cover it what you need they're not greedy it's a plot device Stupid. <laughs> all right but like, yeah. It isn't greedy. It's not being smart. You do what you need to do to collect what you need to do when you get a little but bit if of you said, on the If you said 1.3, he's going to call the bluff. Say two. <laughs> That's what you say, two. No, I don't think mm-hmm. he would. That king was kind of stupid. Two's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, another sort of stat. Look, he's Dick got... Dick Van Patten. Oh, yeah. Dick Van Patten's amazing. But he's got money, but he ain't got a lot of money. He had to get a discount on that car, okay? That was true. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. really just so, cheap. you know, this is their perfect chance. They got to just get this princess out of there, get her home, million space bucks, pay off people of the hut they're free and clear right right mm-hmm. so as soon as they get out of there spaceball one starts chasing and one of the most genius things in the original star wars trilogy is just the opening shot to a new hope yeah mm-hmm. yes. like 
Yeah. Just so the many sheer things are communicated to you mm-hmm. about the Empire being in control of the galaxy, the mm-hmm. Rebellion being in a desperate position. Everything about that opening shot is phenomenal. And they took that up to past 11 to about 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The opener of this is just Spaceball 1 is like miles long. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With a little bumper sticker on it that says, we break for nobody. (laughs) (laughs) So this massive ship chases them down, Mm -hmm. goes to capture them. They have to take off in a hurry, right? They have hyperjets on that thing. What Mm -hmm. we got on this thing? A Cuisinart, right? Right. Cuisinart. There you go. But they got to catch up. And Mm -hmm. Dark Helmet has uh, some impulse control problems. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He seems like he's overcompensating for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Something to do with his giant helmet. Something like that. Yeah. Because it's played by Rick Moranis, who's short. Mm -hmm. So he's compensating for being short. And I would say the real star of this movie is Rick Moranis. His work as Dark Helmet is absolute comedy gold. He walks a really fantastic line between wild overacting and beautiful understatement. Mm -hmm. Like just the difference between him freaking out about somebody going over his head (laughs) over his helmet Helmet. to report something to the president (laughs) versus casually putting his bullhorn down to scream at people (laughs) yeah or he has like a spit take for a thing but his helmet fell down and that wasn't planned so he's like he just spits into his helmet and you can see it dripping everywhere yeah Yeah. or the whole wait are we looking in the past is like does this happen now no that's about to happen no yeah we'll get there happen now this and that (laughs) <laughs> so they have to speed up to catch this ship. It's uh-huh. like, oh, we'll go to light speed. Light speed is too slow. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go wants it just now. a little bit. We got to go right to ludicrous speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one in between, mind you, that they've completely skipped. Oh, yeah. No, we're not even looking at ridiculous speed. We're going right over that. The ludicrous speed. Mm-hmm. So that's difficult to control. They overshoot. They go past their target. But Lone Star and Barf are not particularly responsible heroes. <laughs> so they're out of gas. Yep. They got to crash landed a desert planet it's a mess the desert moon of vega yes the sands of vega is it supposed to be like las vegas another car reference i think yeah yeah the space balls don't know where the hell they are (laughs) they have to catch these people so what they do is they go to their instant video rental kiosk where movies are available or the tapes (laughs) are out before the movie is finished being made (laughs) yes and yeah space balls the movie out of their lineup to Mm -hmm. see where the heroes are and it's, uh, that's kind of like a Mel Brooks standard, almost like if you watch Robin Hood Men in Tights, there's a part where, he's, you mm-hmm. know, wait, don't I get another shot? And everybody pulls their script out to check it. You know, yeah, yeah, it's sort another of like shot. the grandfather of meta jokes, too. Yeah. Because there's a point where, oh, we have to do this and then this and then we have to do that. And then he looks directly at the camera. Did everyone get that? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Just explains our the whole our plot. plan is to capture the princess and force yeah. him to give us the air code to the air shield so we can see like, there. Uh-huh. It turned yeah. direct to camera. Did everybody did got that? Yeah. Yeah. Good. We're going on. All right. All right. Which I feel like that's a lesson that many modern movies could learn. (laughs) Like you don't need to have exposition for everything. Yeah. This is what's happening. Move forward. That's what I miss about Mel Brooks. Even a lot of his stuff is outdated, Uh but just his comic timing and how he writes stuff is so is like it's great just the mm-hmm. simplest stuff i want to go with my favorite movie of his blazing saddles which you we can't what you will never get made ever again no, no. Made. i've actually seen a fantastic joke floating around it's like you couldn't make blazing saddles today you'd give all these actors the script and they'd be like this is blazing saddles it's already a movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah it, it the stuff he did was just great and especially when he was as a uh, the president and he just begged me, he goes, I don't know what to do. I'm, I don't I'm know an elected lead. official, I can't make decisions. <laughs> yeah, he goes, I became president, I don't know how to make decisions. I was like, wow. So back back to the film. Yeah, they so a- they're on the desert moon of Vega, and these sand people come up that they call the Dinks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dink, dink. 
So after after our heroes have walked through the desert long enough to just pass out in exhaustion and dehydration, you've rescued by little sand people, but take mm-hmm. them to a magic cave with a vast and powerful wizard. Mm-hmm. It's like a very clean Wizard of Oz parody. Like you even have, have we didn't really talk about. Uh, so Barf John Candy's character is a half man, half dog. Mm-hmm. He's yep. a mog, mm-hmm. but it, there's a really solid reminiscent moment. They have like the girl that's Dorothy, mm-hmm. the scaredy cat lion which uh-huh. is like the guy with the dog tail mm-hmm. and then a tin man like you have a droid they're like they're right. approaching and then you know yeah. idiot with no brains uh-huh. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> they're approaching the great and powerful wizard and terrifying you know he's gonna make all their their wishes come true mm-hmm. right great parody moment and of course true to form the wizard is a much smaller man hidden <laughs> nearby uh-huh. yeah <laughs> but after they're like yogurt the great and powerful what you hate me <laughs> yeah but yogurt has a very special reason for being out here in the desert, mm-hmm. which is that he's here to do merchandising. Mm-hmm. And this harkens back to George Lucas's deal that he would do all the special effects, but they couldn't do any merchandising whatsoever. So he included within the script. I mean, I'm going to guess this is after he agreed to do all the special effects, all these scenes about the merchandise yeah, in like, the movie. Like yeah. the president's group of, of Planet Spaceball has Spaceballs, the bed sheet, Spaceballs, the toilet paper, Spaceballs, mm-hmm. the hand towel. Uh-huh. Yeah. And most of it's just like Transformers lunchboxes and stuff, just yeah. like stuff they found around. Yeah, and then like the you know, yogurt has tra- space balls, the lunchbox, space balls, the breakfast cereal, space balls, the flamethrower. Uh-huh. Kids yeah. love that one. Kids do love that one. <laughs> yeah. Space balls, the doll, which is yogurt. Mm-hmm. Made a Schwartz be with you. But yeah, and he does mention that there's a mystical force connecting everyone. Yes. But it's not the force, it's the, the Schwartz. Schwartz. The very Schwartz. specifically the force no the Schwartz you gotta be legally distinct <laughs> <laughs> yes yes you do <laughs> and so for the brief period that they're staying he attempts to train Lone Star in the ways of the Schwartz which mostly involve you know moving things around with a ring <laughs> yes it might be Captain Planets for some reason <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, Lone Star looked like a wheeler to me. It's the jacket. Yeah. Mm, I was going to say, I don't see a significant distinction. You find out, jacket. you know, somewhere in the desert trip that Lone Star has a necklace that has writing on it. He has no idea what it means. He was found on a doorstep of a monastery as a child, and it's only the only thing he has from mm-hmm. yep. before. And Yogurt can read it, uh-huh. but he's not going to say anything because he's kind of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a little basic. A little bit. So the space balls come back. They're going to scour this planet. President's group was very specific that they comb the desert. So they take giant ace plastic combs to the <laughs> <Yes>. desert. There's <laughs> a, a beautiful Sorry. scene of, you know, Dark Helmet has replaced his Darth Vader mask helmet with a piss Safari. helmet. Safari. <laughs> yeah, he's on Safari now. Uh-huh. He's got, you know, his shorts and t-shirt. It's hot in the desert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. for sure. There's the, the scene I was talking about that has, he's got the bullhorn. He's talking to Colonel Sanders directly next to him with a bullhorn and then puts it down to yell at the guys over there. Uh-huh. But, you know, this squad found anything? No. This squad found anything? No. The two black guys they brought. Well, they have, told them to comb the a, desert. Yeah, so they're they're they pulling they're pulling giant yeah. plastic combs, right? Yeah. The two black guys. The two have black a guys have a fro pick. Yes. Um, <laughs> instead of nothing yet, sir. We ain't found shit. <laughs> Man, we ain't found shit. That's kind of accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But at some point, he feels the presence of the Schwartz because Dark Helmet also has this power. Sure. Right. So he finds Yogurt's hidden lair, but he can't challenge Yogurt directly. So he concocts an illusion to draw Vespa out. And they just take off with her. So now Lone Star has to go after them and rescue her from the space balls. Mm-hmm. They got to go get his car gassed up and uh, well, the Winnebago, <laughs> which is another one that like you don't really hear a lot about Winnebago. Nobody does like RV. They exist. Still. They I looked it up. Yeah. They, they, they exist. Are. They're like, very prominent. RVs are not nearly as big a cultural touchstone as they maybe would have been no, in the 70s. No. <laughs> I think some of them kind of came back during the, the pandemic because people were trying to. Because you want to yeah. get out the house and they can't. They said, we got to go. So you got to get a house that goes. I think so. That's yeah. how I'm, I think that's how I'm going to retire. <laughs> just go around town in an RV. Mm-hmm. So they get a hold of the king. Not even go across like, town. Just we have home. your daughter. Give us the code. Uh-huh. Or we'll have our nose job <laughs> specialists give her back the ugly ass nose she <laughs> had as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, honestly, is kind of a racist joke, but it's Mel Brooks. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we expect he's on that the team. I mean, they, so. they make that joke a little bit after the first rescuing the princess that, like, just what we needed. A Druish princess. Yeah. You're like, well, well he can do this. Which is a, a joke you can get away with if you're Mel Brooks. If you're Mel Brooks and yeah. no one just else. Like, just like making the producers. He can only do that. Yeah. He literally can do that, too. Where literally the producers are making a, uh-huh. a whole play about Hitler. So, so yeah. yeah, under this threat, they get a hold of the air code and then throw the princess in jail because they don't need her anymore, I guess. Uh-huh. Spaceball One is on its way to go steal all that air. So Lone Star and Barf show up. To, they do like the daring prison break. Mm-hmm. And again, it's weird to just describe beat by beat events because it yeah, is so because like... Most of it's just the shitty jokes in the background yeah, that tie everything together. So dense, yeah, like, but it's the not... plot doesn't matter as much as right. yeah. Oh, there's a plot that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really just that was just set scene, set uh, set places for jokes. Yeah, kind of, but you got to connect them one to the other. I mm-hmm. mean, they did better with plot than some of the movies we've had. Oh yeah, for sure. Here, oh, yeah, times. <laughs> I think we've all suggested a bad movie or like two. I probably, I probably watched more Spaceballs without jokes in it. Yeah. Like we're not going to mention any names and don't, I, pick, I don't pick on Pat like I, that. I, I, <laughs> hey, Velocity Pastor was, was an award-winning film. Actually, I was going to say I would probably watch Spaceballs with no jokes in it before I watch Samurai again. So <laughs> yeah. At least I warned you. This reactor is recorded in a socially distanced quasi-studio because we all want to live long enough to taunt the next generation for not knowing what a Keurig is. All voices and mixing are done by us. Obviously, the song playing right now is an homage to Star Wars with a twist of Far East movement in Mario Brothers. Please don't sue us. Otherwise, all rights reserved. If you have any comments or questions, contact the crew on social media or our website, bsreactor.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe and tell a friend. It's always exciting to find more people to talk to about these things. And as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate it.